March 23rd, 2020. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
show happy monday uh, brother matt i gotta tell you people um brother matt a few months ago had pneumonia and so i'm um, plus i'm uh 62 so we're kind of in the dangerous place with this convid 19 so uh we can't be in person because uh, we don't want to kill each other with our infections and stuff so i'm man alone here in my pad but not actually, because the wonders of Skype and those incredible engineers in Estonia. I got Erica Mark of Deer County here on the Lot for Peter show. Welcome aboard. Thank you. We started off the show with John Coltrane doing Song of the Underground Railroad. And all I want to do, Deer County. So Mark, Erica, who wants to go first? I can go first. Erica, what's your earliest musical memory, recollection? My earliest uh, musical recollection is being obsessed with Frank Sinatra when I was about five years old. <laughs> so I had a 45 of, that was my parents. And I used to gather everybody in the house and make them suffer through me doing my singing along to that 45. And where was this? This was in the San Fernando Valley. Wow. Okay. And uh, so, how did you get how this record? Did, did you buy did it? You, 
Well, my parents are both definitely music aficionados, and my dad, um, he did a lot of singing himself. My great uncle was actually um, an Italian American novelty singer, so there was a lot of music in my household, and um, Frank Sinatra was definitely high on the list of music listened to. So it was my folks, essentially. Was there instruments? There was um, piano, definitely piano. Did you have piano lessons? I sure did. That was my first instrument. Now, now, what was the experience? Because we've had a lot of different ones here on the Watt from Pedro show. I would say that mine was actually pretty good because my parents understood that I was a little atypical in terms of I wasn't gravitating toward classical music. So my parents made sure that my teachers allowed me to, you know, kind of do what I wanted to in regards to like I was learning songs, I was playing songs. Um, so I, I never did like the classical approach. And I think that made me super stoked on it. It seems from uh, what I've heard on the show, the teacher has a lot to do with it, not so much the instrument. Yeah, I would agree entirely that that. That I think that a teacher that can adapt the lesson to the student, it I think you can find a lot of joy in it. Um, but if it's just like this is the curriculum, it must be this way. I think that can be problematic. Yeah, maybe even make you want to hate music. Oh, totally. I agree. <laughs> I think some people probably would have enjoyed music more had they had a different teacher as a kid. Yeah, or they it changes when they get a different one. That's the experience of some people on the show here. Uh, what about uh, school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Oh yeah, I was in a, I was in a group called the Showcase Singers, and we actually, we actually went around doing like, I don't know, like Scarborough Fair and three, you know, three part harmony kind of thing. Um, so we, you know, did the whole traveling and competing with other schools. This was around like junior high school years. Um, so I definitely. I did all the embarrassing kid stuff. No, but I asked about this because some schools cut out their music programs. I was lucky to, to you know, be, um, you know, a child that made the, the cut. You know what I'm saying? Like they still had music programs um, at my school. So I was able to get some of that through school. And like, you know, after school things, I did a lot, a lot of musical theater and, you know, there's embarrassing footage, you know, sitting in my, in my parents' uh, shelf. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> of me like Peter Pan and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I was going to ask about, you know, well, what about like the basement or garage or bedroom band after school with your friends? You did stuff like that? Actually, that's that's how I, I actually made my transition out of the musical theater world and into punk rock by playing with um, two of my closest friends in my friends, what what we used to call the bonus room. And, and uh, we started a uh, three piece all girl band when we were about 15 years old. And um, that was my foray into something a little what I actually, you know, gravitated towards is something a little different than the, you know, musical theater choir path. Okay. I'm, I'm interested in influences. What was the first, well, the first record you got was Kipe and uh, Frank Sinatra from your parents, but what was the first record you bought for yourself? You know, I, I'm not exactly sure, but um, I was definitely, I remember getting into Fugazi very young. Um, that was definitely on the list, but I was one of those kids that 
that I was got really into punk rock, but I also like had, you know, like a collection that was potentially um, something I was hiding from my, you know, punk rock friends. So I had these two worlds. Like I was obsessed with like, say, you know, Unwound and Jawbreaker and Fugazi and also with Harry Nielsen and Frank Sinatra and Billie Holiday and all kinds of stuff like that. Even like, you know, listening like Bruce Springsteen and my parents were really into Neil Diamond, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, music's music anyway. <laughs> so that genre, all those names for things. It's so, so silly, I think. It's just my opinion. What was the first gig you went and saw? So thanks to my parents, I saw music at a very young age. So um, the very first concert um, I went to was Boy George. <laughs> so that I was like five years old, and my parents took me to see Boy George. Um, the very Club. first concert I... Was it Culture Club? Yes, it was. Then um, I would say that the first concert I went to on my own was the Violent Femmes. Okay. Okay. And now this trio with these three, uh, well, two friends of yours, girl, ladies. Uh, what was the, what was the name of that band? The band was called Upsby, and um, we we never recorded a single note, but we got to play some some cool shows. Um, yeah, that was, was kind of our legacy. What was your first gig like? That's what I wanted to ask you. So our first gig was at the Cobalt Cafe. And um, I, can't, I, can't, I feel like we may have played with Still Life. Uh, we were f friends with all, all those guys. Um, I can't remember specifically if it was that show, but I just remember we were like scared shitless. <laughs> we were so nervous. Like our hands were shaking, our voices were shaking. But we, after we finished it, you know, we, we were all looked at each other and we're like, let's do this again. Ah, so it was good. It was success. Definitely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah it was pants shitter for me. Well, they still are. <laughs> I want to play here uh, Rosalie, okay?
so well. Everyone is doing 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 so
Backstage, nuts and bolts and wires, lights and paint and cables, all these little dressing rooms, everything is exposed here. Oh, that opposite kind of exposure, so different from being on stage. You can see the dust and the pizza boxes, the backside of a set, or just pieces of it. In other words, everything that is theater is cranked up here. It's so wonderful and intense to get ready, to get an audience ready, to put everything together at once. Then it's 7.30.
out of Leeds, England, dullard and buffoon, schizofuel out of Amarillo. Last night, I was supposed to be playing there, but tour got postponed. A-hole. Lucy Lee <laughs> out of England with everyone is doing so well. A guy by Vo Vi Bob Pollard with his, like, 107th album or something. <laughs> I'm not shit. <laughs> Step of the Wave. Uh, M.B. Jones out of Pusan. Songs Colonize Imaginary Geography. He's been in lockdown for a couple months now. Uh, Joe Brewer, Madison, behind the theater. 21 Vec out of Skopje. Say Oblikov Volbello. And finally, Time Wasn't Wasted, Deer County. So, Mark, your earliest musical yep. recollection, please. Well, it's funny. I actually was just having a conversation about this just yesterday. And uh, my first musical obsession was indeed Barry Manilow. When I was five years old. Okay. Okay. You know, I used to see him because he had a pad on Catalina Island, Santa Catalina here. And uh, me and Dee Boom worked at the parking lot where they take the boat or the helicopter. He'd always take helicopters. And I remember always pink sweaters. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I was, I was just totally obsessed. In fact, my mom reminded me that all I wanted for my fifth birthday was the Barry Manilow record. And where was this? That was in Auburn, New York. Okay. Okay. So you were five and stuff. Now, now were your parents uh, listeners or music makers or both? Uh, neither were music makers. My dad, my dad only listened to Jimmy Buffett. But my mom, my mom had a, a lot of different records from the Beatles to... The Kinks and, you know, the British Invasion stuff. But she also, I remember listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac. So my mom was a huge, huge music listener. Was there instruments in the pad? Nope. Not a single one. Okay. So what about at school? I never I never played anything. I, I did start, I did want to play guitar when I was like eight years old. And so I got some guitar lessons uh, then, but I didn't have nobody in the family played anything. So you must have got a guitar. I did. I got I got a, a, a quarter three quarter scale acoustic guitar for Christmas. And how'd them lessons go? Terrible. So <laughs> they, it, it was terrible. I want no. To I believe Zeppelin, it. I you know? totally believe it. I've heard it all the way from really good to really lame. I think the teachers has a lot to do with this kind of experience. Yeah, for sometimes, sure. I, sometimes I was, it's the it's the learner, but man, the learner is a kid. He's still growing up. <laughs> yeah, I wanted I wanted to play Zeppelin and and you know learn how. I didn't I didn't know how to make a an acoustic guitar sound like that. Obviously, I couldn't. But well, I was learning. Well, Mary had going back to California. You could have you could have done all of Led Zeppelin three. <laughs> right, there's a lot of right. acoustic on that record. Yep. And I think over the hills and far away. I mean, there's some shit on a coup. And he had a double neck, right? 12, yeah, oh, 12 string, 12 string. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, did, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, he had that. He had that. Uh, was it a twelve seventy? The Gibson twelve seventy five. The the double neck twelve string and six string. I think it weighed twelve hundred seventy five pounds. That's why they named it that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Brother Takeshi and Boris does that with the bass. I, I don't know how that dude handles it. Anyway, anyway, so 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 the dilemma: How do I make this acoustic guitar not sound like Led Zeppelin three, but Led Zeppelin one, two, exactly four, yeah. And, and so, how'd you? Well, what was the solution? Uh, I I quit playing. Okay. Well, that's one way. You don't yeah. have to worry about that anymore. So, uh, yeah. what about during school? I mean, after school with like friends, like basement cellar. Uh, garage band not till i was 16 okay that's all right no wine before it's time that's right all right okay and and what was that like was there some buddies from school or neighbors or yeah it was it was it was dudes from school and the first band i was in i was just the singer and i'm doing finger quotes for singer because there wasn't much singing going on but um i was kind of a yeller and uh what happened then was the bass player in my band quit. And so we need to get a new bass player. So we got uh, uh, a woman, a woman friend of mine and she came in and uh, so we thought we were really cool because we had a girl in our band. And yeah, so, um, so, 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 while so, she was, this was a real band then. What, what was his name? We were called underside. Okay. And so now you, now you got to, did you guys do gigs? Yeah, yeah, we did it. We did a bunch of gigs, and I eventually learned how to play guitar. Tell me about the first one. First gig. Okay, so I was still just the singer then, and um, I I didn't even know how I was going to behave. So we we were we played third and a fourth a four band bill, and I was I I didn't know I I wanted to be a really fun front man. But I didn't know if I was going to be too nervous to do that. But as soon as the music started, I, I kind of went bonkers, and I feel like that was the right thing to do. Now, this was <laughs> at a club? It was at a 4-H. Yep. We had punch oh, shows a 4-H, at 4-H club, like agriculture, uh, learning cows right. and pigs. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Auburn's out there, right? Okay. Uh, and so, but it, it went good once it got going. Yeah, went great. Were you afraid? Yep. Yeah, I can imagine. I still get afraid. Um, <laughs> uh, it was called Undersize? Underside. Underside, underside. So what happened with Underside? You, you did this through high school? Yeah, well, yeah, for my last year or so of high school, we did that. And we actually, after I graduated high school, we actually did two national tours. So did you record? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You have to use words. One day I'll get this mind-reading thing going. We don't have to worry about that more. But in the meantime, please use words. Okay, so you did record. And uh, what was that like? What, what was the first, uh, like, was there a studio in Auburn? Or was it a home thing or a, a garage thing? We did a bunch of garage things, and we knew some people that had some recording gear. So we did some tapes back when cassettes were still a thing. I guess they are again now. But then we we actually were able to get down to Washington, D.C. at some point and record a 7-inch with uh, Jeff Turner from that band Gray Matter. So I was was over the moon about that. So, yeah, we we put out a 7-inch and did a national tour on it. Wow. Now, how did you hook up with the DC guys? Uh, there was just a, a, a guy who 
came, we saw him, he saw us play and he said, Oh, let me do a seven inch with you guys. And that, that's just how it happened. Well, I, I, I try to tell people about this because the old days was a lot about people. So are the new days. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about somebody seeing you or you, you seeing somebody and you getting together, you talking. See, people think there's some shortcut around that. There ain't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then Maximum Rock and Roll put out that, uh, that can I, can I curse? Am I allowed to curse? Book, yes. book your own fucking life, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. That changed my life. Because they tell you how to do tours and shit. That's exactly right. We did. Yeah. Well, you could have read Hank Rollins is getting a van. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, he wants to kill me. <laughs> but you know, he, later he thanked me for turning him on to Velvet Underground. Ah, nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, so, so you did a couple tours. So when you got out of high school, what, you're going to be a music man? No, I, I messed around with college a little bit. Um, didn't, never really took for me. So then I, I moved, I actually moved to California to play music. That's exactly what, what the plan was to do. Just, it's all I wanted to do. But you didn't want to play with Underside. Well, that band broke up after the tour, like like bands do. I mean, we were a band for like three or four years, which is pretty good when you're that age. So sure. uh, after we broke up, I was like, ah, there's nothing in Auburn for me anymore. I'm out of here. And, uh, yeah, I know a couple guys like that. Bob Lee, you know, uh, black gang drummer. He yeah. Lambertville, New Jersey. Yeah, just put all his drums in his station wagon. <laughs> Came to Cali. Uh, Larry. Larry Mullins did this, you know, uh, from Knoxville, Tennessee. Just got put all his drums in his car and came on over. And uh, that's balls out. It's exactly what I did when I was, I was 20 years old. And I put my, I had two guitars, two trash bags of clothes, two boxes of things that I liked, and a celebrity station wagon. Off I went. Now, how did you pick the town you were headed for? I had a friend here in Oakland who I, I moved to Tucson for a very, very short amount of time with my brother, Eric. That's actually and, in Arizona. Yeah. But then but then while I was there, my buddy called me who lived here. He said, you want to come join a band up in Oakland? And I hadn't even heard the band, but I wasn't doing anything in Tucson. So up, uh, two weeks later, I was in my van or in my wagon again up to up to Oakland. And I've been here since. You got a band offer. Yeah. In Tucson, in Tucson, without, no, even, without even having to fucking play for anybody. <laughs> exactly, I know. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a story that's wild like that. Klaus Floride told me. He was driving cabs in Boston, and he, I'm going to move to San Francisco, right? He'd already been playing bass, but I'm going to try. First day he gets to town, there's an ad for the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> wow. So, so you actually get the offer, okay? So you drive, and you've been there ever since. Damn. Yep. Uh, I guess you made the tryout. What was this band called? Uh, that band was called Among the Thugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good name. <laughs> you know, there was a great uh, Oakland band. I got to open, uh, get Ig to open for the Stooges. They were called Sisters in the Pit. Do you remember them? I don't. Okay. How long you been in Oaktown? I've been in Oakland for 26 years. Oh, now. yeah. You, then you would know them, I guess. They were great. The Rock and Roll Three Sisters, you know, playing good 
Pahalkim. No? Actually, yeah. there's a lot of. You know, I, I just was up there playing there with Scott Amadola. I mean, there's a lot of good music up there. And I'm so glad that. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to more of your story because uh, we're at the end of the first hour. Yeah. Of the Wap Pedro Show, March 23, 2020. Hold tight for hour two. March 23, 2020. It's the second hour of the Wap for Pedro Show.
So start off the second hour with Deer County doing these days. Then Mod Vigil with Morbid Bug. Mike Wignetta from the center out. You know, everybody's staying home and stuff. Uh, Mike Wignetta, he's trying to make a 20-minute song every month of the uh, this year. 
So that's pretty bitching. You know, we got to do something, right? Me and Pizzo here at Casa, uh, trying to get our Casa Hanzo studio set up to do gigs, uh, streaming. Just don't want to, you know, give up totally. Uh, I like Z with Angel. These are uh, three Japanese sisters from uh, the 80s. And then finally, my heart, my heart, dear County. But so, Mark, uh, what happened with the... Uh, the thug guys. Well, I was in that band for about six weeks, and I really, really did not like that band very much musically. So I quit. Okay. <laughs> wow. And then I then I met I met this guy who worked at a music store, who was in a, a band that I actually really loved. It was a band called Mansula, and I heard that he was looking for someone to play in his band. So I thought I love that band. I'd love being a band with that guy. So I started a band with him, and that was called Uranium Nine Volt. And we were in that band for probably four years. Now, you started the band and asked him to join? Well, he was playing with his brother, Greg, and this uh, other friend of ours. Uh, well, he's an old friend now, but I just met him then. Scott, a guy named Scott Pelkey, who was also the drummer for Monsula. And I heard that those three had been playing together. And I met, I met, like I said, I met Bill at the um, guitar store. And I said, hey, man, I could play guitar. And so I just started playing with them. So they already had something going. Okay, okay. okay. So you joined their band. But that was yeah, pretty... What was, what was the space in between quitting the thug guys and joining these cats? Uh, like a like a couple of days. Uh, I think it might have even overlapped. <laughs> damn. So really, really lucky. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, luck is also bad. So, but this, this is good luck. <laughs> yeah. not, not a lot of downtime between shifts, you know. No, so, that's what I. That's what I. I came here to play music. That's what yeah, I was but doing. just because you want it, don't mean it's going to happen. I got about ten billion a buttload of stories where it don't work out that way, Mark. So, I'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad for you though. I want to play "Pick Me Up" here.
Riding in my Cadillac, looking on them foes I got. Leather on my seats, I'm getting paid. I'm paid. Bitches in the backseat, rolling while I'm smoking. I got money on my mind, I'm getting paid. I'm feeling like brand new money out the bank. Ride while I'm drinking, smoking that stank. DUI in the making. Brand new whip, still got the paper plates. I do this every day. My nigga, I'm straight. All my hoes gay. Me and three bitches, call it full play. My nigga, I'm a Mac, and that's all I gotta say. But she gotta be a bad one, that's all I gon' date. My dick is a thirst trap, but she obeying her thirst that. I'm digging money out her purse, I'm a pimp, I deserve that. I break her pussy and it hurt that. Pain is pleasure, she gon' squirt back. I'm ballin' hard, and it's all on the bitch, like it ain't nothing wrong. Like it ain't nothing wrong. Another young nigga tryna be rich, it's the same old song. song. Um, um. Riding in my Cadillac, whipping on the pole like that. Leather on my seats, I'm getting paid. Bitches in the backseat, rolling while I'm smoking. I got money on my mind, I'm getting paid. I be doing my thing, I be doing my thing. Nigga, I be doing my thing, I be doing my thing. Champagne gold, 20 inch vogue, fly bitch, skin tone gold. With pink nipples, she a red ball. I'm on a payroll, got a pimp pockets on swole. I can't tell a bitch no wrong, my game too strong. Go my Rick James on these hoes, deleting contacts out her phone. Changing her number, got her on a blade and a pole. Go my flavor flave on these hoes, renaming these hoes. Turn around, training these hoes, get all in the brains of these hoes. Changing her clothes, my bottom bitch hazing these hoes. Doing my thing with these hoes like it ain't nothing wrong. Like it ain't nothing wrong. Another young nigga tryna be rich, it's the same old song. song. Um, um. Riding in my Cadillac, whipping on the hoes I got. Leather on my seats, I'm getting paid. Bitches in the backseat, rolling while I'm smoking. I got money on my mind, I'm getting paid. I be doing my thing, I be doing my thing. Nigga, I be doing my thing, I be doing my thing.
show pick me up deer county then san Arno with taking a drive petra hayden me and pat are working on charlie plymel's planet chernobyl opera can't find my way back home my, can't find my way home it's a um, stevie winwood winwood right traffic cover uh die j writes brand new money and dear Cobb, but it's probably California, CA? Yeah, dear California. Okay. It just said CA, though. So it's like postman abbreviation. So so let's talk about Deer County. How did Deer County have? 
So actually, uh, the uranium nine volt in talking about my band Uxby is a good segue into that because Mark and I actually met for the first time when, so Mark and I are about five years apart. When I was a teenager, Mark was barely 20 and he was playing um, with uranium nine volt passing through Southern California and my band Uxby played a show with uranium nine volts. And so basically we originally met when we were kids and then flash forward how many years? Like 16, 16 years later, um, a, a mutual friend of ours had suggested that I have a I have another project called Eric Rose and the Dot Dot Dots. And he had suggested me coming up to to San Francisco and playing with his band. And so I uh, I came on up and did a kind of West Coast tour. And sure enough, um, ended up playing with Mark's other band that he was in currently called the devil's own and mark actually remembered us meeting <laughs> at the huntington beach library when we were kids i had no recollection of it but he came up to me after my set and said did you play in a punk band in the 90s and my first thing was like no i didn't really because i didn't i didn't really get started on music until the 2000s but then the it clicked in my brain oh actually i mean maybe we played together with my band that never recorded a single note and sure enough we did, and uh, that was the beginning of not only, you know, not only a band, but we are also a couple. So <laughs> that's how we came back together, essentially. By playing a gig together, and then yep. remembering by playing a gig together years before. Correct. Okay. Because usually, yeah, that's enough. You know, hey, we're playing. Yeah, we played once. Sixty. Okay, let's start a band. Let's get together. <laughs> 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 no, no, you know, it's a trippy thing, the way uh, the paths from yesterday lead to today, right? They're, they're usually not so planned, and they just happen. Uh, okay, let's talk about the name. How'd you come up with the name? I'm not even sure. I, I think we, we argue about this because I think it was me, <laughs> and she thinks it was, Erica thinks it was her, but. Is there, I'm is there a real me. county? California has 58 counties, I think. Is one of them called Deer? No. Yeah, okay. I think... I you know, in the city, it. in the city, there's a Masonic Lodge on California, you know? And yeah. uh, they've got a big stained glass thing with all their little symbols and shit, but they've got little pieces of dirt from all 58 counties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there once to, to be at someone's graduation for their pop that passed away. And yeah, I thought that was a trippy thing. But 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 anyway, well, no, it's it's more than two people. How'd you get the other cats in the band? Well, we we um we for a while were just writing songs on our acoustic guitars. You know, we we weren't necessarily starting a band, and then all of a sudden we wound up with this with quite a few songs, and then realized that you know being. Being from the musical backgrounds we were, we didn't want this just to be, you know, a, an acoustic guitar duo. So we um, essentially started looking to to friends of ours to become part of it and to flesh it all out. Okay, yeah, but uh, who are these flesher outers? <laughs> well, that's a com the reason I'm, I yeah I answered it like that is is Deer County has taken on a few different incarnations. Um, we started out with. Um, our uh, two friends of ours, Mike Smart and um, Nelson Sarnio, and then essentially for different life reasons, we've had to get different members. And currently, 
um, we have a different bass player, and we actually um, our our current bass player, his name is Stephen Boyd. Um, he's been with us for since this record. He plays on played on this record, and then we we literally ended up getting a new drummer a couple weeks ago because our drummer decided to go back to school and you know just parted ways for nothing more than life logistics but we uh we've had one rehearsal with our new drummer and now we're all in lockdown so that's where we are at the moment his name's Fahim Kamani what was the first Deer County gig like oh that was bad it was yeah it was, <laughs> that's why I asked you about it Mark it was it was bad. We it was just the two of us, and I was I was really nervous. Once again, I was really nervous, and I, I who knows how many shows I played, but it was just kind of this weird thing because it was just the two of us, and I, she was playing acoustic guitar, and I was playing electric guitar, and I just I just feel like it did not go very well at all. It was it was bad. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it wasn't as bad as maybe he thinks it was, but we could have done way, way, way better. <laughs> each get an opinion. Probably the gig goers get their opinion too. Were they throwing shit at you? A little bit. No, stop. They were not. <laughs> I've had a lot of gigs. I you wouldn't believe the shit I've been hit with. But uh, a farmer, I was going to tell you, a farmer would tell you maybe if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So <laughs> breath <laughs> well, in part two, hour two, March 23, 2020, Dish Wap Show special guest, Deer County, hold tight for hour three. March 23rd, 2020, it's the third hour, Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
Rob sure. from Pedro Show. Started the third hour off with almost no one could make me leave you by Deer County. Uh, Oregon's after that out of, uh, I think, one guy's Dublin, one guy's Belfast, Ireland. And uh, number three, Oregon, says Bushy, beautiful cat. I know he's Dublin. Talum, uh migration celebration out of Pacifica. Have you ever been in that part? It's, it's maybe 15 miles from the city, but a whole other world. It's real no, foggy yeah. there. There's a pad you might want to play. It's called Winter's Tavern. Brother Steve, the sax man for the Stooges, lived there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know that place well. The, I'm sorry? I know that place well. Okay. He told me it was seven, eight little towns that came together to make Pacifica. And we know about Pacifica here because KPFK from KPFA, you know. Yeah. I think in New York City it's WBAI. It's like five or six days. Uh, Shadows by Crane. Uh, he's in Idaho know. these days. And Deer County, oh, my darling. So, uh, yeah, tell me about this record. Where did you record it? So we actually went up to Portland and... Um, Portland, Oregon or Portland, Maine? <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Portland. We went up there because there was... Um, there was um, a guy by the name of Raymond Richards who um, has, you know, made some music we really, we really respect. And I had actually been talking to him about, you know, working with my other project, Eric Rose and the Dot Dot Dots. But I actually work with a, you know, a group of people that's kind of like the the production side is also like band members. So I had told him, you know, I can't really work on this project with you, but I have this band called Deer County. Would you be interested in working with us on, on this album? So we, uh, we all did a little pilgrimage up to, uh, to Portland and yeah, did it, did it in a very short period of time. We did three days in the studio. We also recorded, um, the rest of it back home at our own studio. So we did a little bit of that, you know, got the basic tracks, you know, done up in his studio. So it was mixed in Oaktown, but, but the basics were done up in Portland. And what was that studio was, in Portland was, called? So there was additional recording done in Oaktown, and then it actually was mixed in Los Angeles by uh, oh. Jason Mazzellis. So we this this actually spans the West Coast, this record. It's an I-5 album. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Well put. <laughs> Tell people about I-5 tours. Yeah, you could do those, and then there's like fucking 800 miles of Rocky Mountains and deserts. But, uh, okay, okay. That studio in Portland, what was it called? Um, B-Side Studios. Yeah, we want to give studios credit, right? Just like the Flesher Outers in your band. Of course, and, yeah. And, yeah. Was it mixed in, uh, and it was mixed in SoCal where? At Organic Audio Recorders. Okay, and then there... In Oaktown, is it at your pad or your practice place or another so studio? We have, so we we have um, in in our rehearsal space we have uh, a pretty pretty good uh, recording setup, Pro Tools rig and a bunch of preamps and stuff that we. So we did a bunch of guitar, we did a little bit of bass, we did all the backing vocals here in Oakland in our studio. Okay, yeah, uh, it's funny about it's just semantics, but I have yet to hear a basketball player say, you know, I'm going to go to the court and rehearse some hoops. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with the fucking word practice? Does it sound like <laughs> kids or some shit? 
I've always had a weird thing about that. I want to play yeah. Slow Exit here.
Pedro show. We just uh, off air people. I got a call from a telemarketer, and I explained to the Erica Mark here about convenience of the gift of my father's family name that I use, and because I always want to let people know who they're talking to, because I hate motherfuckers who call you and say, "Who is this?" You call me motherfucker, or you. So anyway, if I say my name Watt, they think I'm asking them a question. They get pissed off and hang up. All right, we play. <laughs> 
Slow exit. That's quick exit from Watway. From Deer County, then uh, Andre Vida out of Berlin with Kiggy. Neto Millick Cooperative. It's time. I think he's living in Trieste right now. He he just got another project going with songs all on COVID-19. He wrote in the last week. I'm telling you, now the time is to really get creative with the compose and record, I think, because the performance thing is kind of drying up. Chinese Herbal Medicine with Wayo and the air that I breathe. Deer County. So, uh, what's your plan? You can't tour, right? You you were even discussing you can't practice with your new drummer. Right. Yeah, I think we're Eric and I are just gonna hang out and quarantine and hopefully write some write some songs. Um like like Erica said, we both have other projects that we do. Erica is uh actually she recruited me to play bass in her other band, which which I love. Um and then I have oh, my other project. Player. What's that? You're a bass player. Um, in in Erica's other band, I'm typically a guitar player, but yeah, in Erica's band, I know, band, I, I know, but in addition, yes, yeah, it's always good. You know, it's just more more vocabulary, and also maybe you have some empathy for the bass players. Totally. Sometimes I wonder about got some guitar guys. Have you learned? <laughs> have, have you played bass enough to learn the politics of bass? You know, I I feel like I sort of. And Erica would probably be able to either confirm or deny this, but I bet you she did not. She would tell me I wasn't allowed to play anymore if I sucked at it. But I feel like it came pretty naturally to me. For me, the politics of bass is you look good making the other guy look good. Yes, exactly. It's just, the nature, it's just the nature of the physics of the – I mean, it looks like a guitar, but it's actually more like a drum. Our closest note is the kick. Maybe exactly. Some tom, maybe some toms. Well, and you know that that was my approach. Is I I didn't want to play bass like a guitar player. I want to play bass like a bass player. Wow, much respect. How, how can people find you guys on the internet? At deercounty.com. Here, say that again. There was a, County. Erica, there was a dropout. Say that again. It's um Deer County D E A R like the letter county dot com. D-E-A-R-C-O-U-N-T-Y dot com. Great. People go there and see what's going on with them because uh, they're going to be composing and recording. And, uh, you know, life deals your hand. Hopefully we come together and get, you know, make this thing as uh, less lame as possible. Uh, I don't know about spring break parties. Maybe you guys were good to call the tour off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I think at this point we're trying to do our part and really lock it down and not not be those people who are pretending that that life can go on as usual. You know, we wanted to. So we figure, you know, at some point we'll we'll get to do the the tour in and the shows and the actual celebration of our record. But for right now, it's going to be all about a, a digital release yeah. on Bandcamp for us. Yeah. You said your grandpa was a, sang in Italian. It's actually my great uncle, okay, and um, his name's Luke Monty, and he actually he actually was the first person signed to Frank Sinatra's reprise records. Label. All like, right. It, yes, right. Well, uh, they they say Nano, Nona, huh? Nono, Nano, <laughs> <laughs> Nono, Nona for Grandpa and Grandpa. That's the ones we got to look out for. So, so true. maybe we got strong bodies, but we can carry this fucker. So we got to stop her now. I want to thank. It's been a big honor to have you on the show. 
I want you to keep on keeping on. Really, uh, maybe we have to manifest it in certain different ways, but music is a fucking good thing, I think. And, and uh, your adventures, your journeys through it are, are pretty inspiring. So, uh, uh, yeah, I wish you good luck. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. We we really appreciate you and all you do and, and all the music you make as well. So we're honored to get to be part of your show. <laughs> okay. March 23, 2020. Everybody keep your powder dry.